Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome Don't forget to, to join our Facebook group, Show. Mastering Today, Google My Business, to increase your revenue. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash learn GMB and you will be able to network with other business owners and learn all about the latest and greatest updates to Google My Business. See you there. Break the addiction to sugar once and for all, which is probably one of my biggest challenges in life. So I would love to hear about this. But first, let's talk about you, how you got started, background, all of those good things. Okay, sounds good. So I guess my story started in childhood. Like I remember being eight years old and hiding Pop Tarts and candy and cookies in my room and thought nothing of it, right? Like you just go through life and it's what you know, it's what you do. And that behavior carried through college, after college, into marriage. And eventually when we had children, it kind of hit the fan because I had just gotten a PTSD diagnosis from childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we had a newborn baby who wasn't sleeping. So I was exhausted and we had a two-year-old with some sensory challenges and some undiagnosed food allergies. So that was kind of a situation. And my husband was traveling for work. <laughs> so, of course. Story on top. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. It was like the perfect storm, Amanda. And I just knew that something needed to change specifically with me and our food, possibly because of the food intolerances and whatnot. So I went to a naturopath and was working with a therapist and um, that really got to the root of the trauma and really helped me realize the importance of food on mood and overall health and energy and that I had been using sugar all of my life to stuff my feelings. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn how to break free from that behavior, from that habit, from that coping mechanism, because it was really bad as a new overwhelmed mom. It was my go-to. I was eating you know, Oreos in the pantry and living off of lattes and just trying to energize myself because I was so overwhelmed and exhausted. Yeah. Yep. And I think honestly that all of the moms listening can relate to that because being a mom is overwhelming and exhausting a lot of the time, not all of the time, but there are those periods, especially that newborn period and especially any kind of transition period. And it sounds like you were in a few of those at the same time <laughs> overlapping. So I can totally relate to that. And I know also um, that I have that same thing. Like when I was little, my mom would like just let us go. Cause she was a single mom. And it was like that overcompensation of like, your dad's not here. So I'm just going to take you to the grocery store and you can literally get anything that you want. Like mm -hmm. doesn't matter. And so of course we would get candy and she would bring home almost every day. One of those giant, not every day, but whenever she would go to the store, you know, those giant dark chocolate, I don't even know if they sell them anymore. Those huge dark chocolate candy bars, special dark. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was like my favorite. And she would bring one of them home for me. And, you know, it was just like sugar, sugar, sugar. And then add some sugar on top and then stir some sugar in, you know, like that's basically how I grew up. And then as an adult, it's like super hard to break that addiction and that habit. And because it's been 40 years of doing it, you know, so I'm very intrigued and I'm sure that there are other people listening that are too. So let's get into it. 
you know, it's interesting. We have very similar childhoods, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, you know, that modeling of if you were feeling stressed or overwhelmed, or my mom was also a single mom, also probably overcompensating with sugar. And so I think that relationship is really kind of interesting to, to look at and and talk a little bit about. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I definitely see that. And I find myself sometimes, and I don't know if you find yourself doing it, but I sometimes find myself doing that with my kids. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, it's been a rough day. Let's get some ice cream or something, you know? And then I'm like, no, they don't need ice cream to have, after they've had a tough day, that's a bad, you know, signal. And like, my husband's much better about it because he doesn't like sweets. Okay. <laughs> so it's not a thing for him, but he also knows the struggle that I've had with it over the years and how hard it's been for me to try to break that addiction. So, yeah, especially when it starts at such a young age and it's so, you know, it has such an impact on us. Like we are basically taught that, that it's a reward, that it's a treat, it's uh, whatever it is, because we all have a relationship with food, regardless of what that is, we just do. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we can look at that in terms of not using food for weight loss, which is where society puts the emphasis, but really focus on what is our relationship with food? What are we looking to food for? What are we using it to do? What is the need? What is the purpose? And dive into that. That's where the transformation starts, but yeah. it requires stepping back and asking hard questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what are the hard questions that we should be asking ourselves? You know, I think what you just did and kind of like looking back on your journey, I think that's a really powerful starting point because we know that if we have this desire, this need, this addiction, it comes from somewhere, right? So if we pinpoint where it came from and what the root is, that's where we need to work on instead of trying the detox or, you know, I'm just not going to keep sugar in the house or I'm going to do this, this, and this. Cause that just makes us want it all the more when we tell ourselves we can't have it. Cause then we're thinking about it and obsessing and, oh my goodness, I can't have this. And it just, it creates kind of a dynamic in our minds. So if you can really kind of look at your relationship with sugar and ask yourself, what, what do I use it for? What is the purpose? What is this doing for me? Is this serving me? And what am I looking for when I read for the sugar. I think that's a powerful place to start. Yeah. That's a great, great point. And my go-tos were like double stuff Oreos and, you know, like those super easy, like impulse buys. And that's the other thing is the grocery store. I was looking through the grocery store aisle this morning. I went very early this morning and I was just like, there's literally no good food in this aisle. Like I was like an entire aisle full of food that was not good for you. And I was like, what the heck? And I was like thinking like, I'm sure that like other countries come, you know, people from other countries come here and they look at our grocery stores and they're like, what the hell is going on here? You know, but yeah, it's super interesting. It is. And on that note too, if you take your kids to the store, Mm -hmm. notice what's at their island, right? And you talk about being a tired, overwhelmed mom who doesn't want to have that kid that's nagging at them at the store we're more likely to give in and say, sure. And then we regret it later. Like it's, it's just such a broken system on so many levels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's all about the money, really. It's not really about uh, people and their well being and that kind of thing. Not at all. And it's unfortunate, you know, cause then you have people like myself who are trying to like speak out against it and we look like we have four heads. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I am going to verify that she only has one head just, you know, okay. (laughs) They're not going to be able to see you. So I just want to make sure. (laughs) Uh, 
thank you for having my back. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, so after we identify those things, what is that next step in breaking that addiction? Yeah, I think it's, you know, if you identify that step and maybe you find yourself like I was, and I was using the sugar to kind of stuff the feelings, let's find another way to handle whatever's coming up for you. So if you are using it to stuff, what's another way you could get your feelings out? Is it journaling? Is it calling a friend? Is it, you know, maybe making a video and not sharing it or sharing it, whatever that is for you, find a way to address the root in a different way that's in alignment with your goals and is healthy for you. And you're going to feel good about in the long haul, rather than this perpetual cycle of shame and guilt and frustration that we are really good at doing to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. We are experts, by the way. I think that's mm-hmm. like the first thing that like, when you're a mom, that's like the first badge that you get is like the shame, guilt. Well, probably the guilt is the first thing for sure. From mm-hmm. ourselves. And then I think the shame and judgment comes from the external, which doesn't help anything. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, none of that helps anything. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I love that you were pointing out the fact of like grabbing a buddy because my high school best friend, or well, actually she was my best friend since fifth grade. Right. So I just moved back to Pennsylvania. And so we've been hanging out a lot more. And so we started doing like diet and exercise and that kind of thing, not necessarily dieting, but just making those healthy choices. And so whenever one of us is like, on the verge of like making a bad decision, we'll be like, I'll, you know, we'll text each other and be like, Oh my God, I'm surrounded by sugar right now. What should I do? You know, talk me down from the ledge. So it really helps. That's awesome. I'm so glad you have that support because it makes a world of difference. You know, there are some people who maybe they don't have that support. Maybe they don't have a spouse or they do have a spouse who's on the total opposite page. That can be really hard. So Mm -hmm. support is so important when we want to change. Yeah. And I'm lucky my spouse is on the same page, but it's just natural for him. So he doesn't understand the page that I'm on. Yeah. And he's a guy. And I feel like that whole thing is kind of a different dynamic either. So like sometimes you just need a girlfriend to be like, okay, you totally get this because Mm -hmm. you understand the mom guilt. Mm -hmm. And my husband can like look at a pair of weights and then his arms go like this, like get all, and I'm like, how does that even work? Like anyway, but yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So after we kind of figure that out, what is, is there another step after that? Or is that like the key? I think that's really the foundational part. Like what it comes down to is really changing your habits and you have to identify the root issue of that. And that's what a lot of times I work with women on is let's figure out that root. Let's figure out, you know, where the sabotage is happening. Let's figure out where the disconnect is. Cause sometimes just disconnected from our bodies. We don't know when we're hungry, whether we're physically hungry or emotionally hungry. And so we'll turn to food for a different reason besides physical hunger. So really kind of a process of helping people learn how to identify their hunger, working through the sabotage. But I think those key pieces are a great starting point for sure. I agree completely. So you were just speaking about helping women. So how do you help women to kind of figure this all out? Yeah, it's really an awesome process. Um, I have a program called Finding Freedom, and we really kind of get to the root of the issue of their relationship with sugar. Um, it's a 12-week process where we really change the mindset. We change the habits because that's where everything changes, right? right? Like we can change our behavior. We can, I could give you lots of simple swaps to swap out the sugar. And that would be very helpful. But if you really want to change 
we've got to get to the habit of it and get to the heart of it rather than just modifying the behavior. So um, that's what I do really. I help women change their habits and get unstuck and find that freedom. That's awesome. And I know in January you have your finding freedom program coming up. So perfect timing because we're kind of in the midst of the holidays right now. So tell us all about that. Yeah, I'm super excited. This is an awesome program for moms where we really, I feel like so many times as moms and as women, we really kind of tend to put ourselves on the back burner. The message in society is if you care for yourself, you're selfish. And there's just so many mixed messages. And I really want to create a community where women can not have that. I want it to be a safe space where they can come and they can just share what's on their mind, what's on their heart without judgment, without shame, just be themselves and really find that freedom and learn how to, you know, honor their hunger, listen to their bodies, um, honor their yes and their no. Cause a lot of times there's something deeper than the food. A lot of times it's something going on, whether it's in our marriage or in our chat, our parenting or in our career. And so let's get to that and let's work through that together so that you're not using the sugar as that escape or that band-aid or that stuff or whatever the reason is. <laughs> yeah. There's so many things that we can use it for, honestly, um, mm-hmm. other than cakes and pie. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we throw it out legally at parades. I mean, let's yeah. be honest, you know, like it's just everywhere. <laughs> it is. And I also Socially acceptable. Yeah. I always wonder about like how other countries, like what do they give kids? Like, what are, like, I don't know, the whole child thing in other countries, I always wonder about that too, because here it's just like, just showered on them all day long. It is. And if you don't like go with it, you're almost like an outcast. Like it's, it's such an interesting phenomenon to, you know, have a different perspective on sugar and how it impacts us and to not really go with the flow of that because it's just so socially acceptable and so legal and so prevalent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. So hopefully mm-hmm. the women in your course can also not only learn how to kind of teach themselves how to kind of redirect that energy and those cravings, but also help their kids learn as well. So I love that. And that's why I work with moms, Amanda, because I believe that if you can help the mom and you can start with her, that that's where the change comes in. That's where the ripple effect comes in. I mean, there are so many people that I could work with, but I just feel called to moms because of that. Like the impact that we have is so huge. And I don't know that we really realize that. And there aren't a lot of resources around that either. So no, there aren't. Well, awesome. Well, thank you for being such a great resource for this and for sharing how we can stop that addiction of sugar and the cravings and all of the fun things. And I'm super excited about your course and we will actually have that in the show notes. So that way people can um, sign up for that if they'd like, and where is the best place for people to find you online? Yeah, my website is free, the number two and the letter B coaching.com. So free to be coaching.com. Awesome. That's really easy. And I love that you picked something so easy. So that way people can find you. (laughs) It was a fluke, but it worked out well. So I'm thankful. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Melissa, for being here and sharing with us. Thank you for having me. It was awesome to talk with you.